the balba, the chin curtain, oh yeah, mutton chops, the van dyke, oh yeah, the goat patch, the Shenandoah, oh yeah, it's time for us to debate the true inconceivable causality of divergent universes. Hello and welcome to the Rules of Acquisition. I don't know why I sang that. Yes, welcome to the Rules of Acquisition, a podcast where we will go through every single episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, the greatest TV show that is responsible for all the shows that you think are the greatest TV show. Yeah. All right, with me as always is James Nolan. Hey, guys. And also we have Hugh Crawford. Hello, gentlemen. Uh, my name is Wade Bowen. And yeah, let's just jump into it. We're talking about an episode near the end of season two called Crossover. Crossover, yes. Yeah, this is uh, episode 23 of season two. Uh, like you said, it's called Crossover. It originally aired May 15th, 1994. And I'm going to go ahead and read the longer IMDb description storyline. Here in Bashir are returning from the opening of a hospital in New Bajor in the Gamma Quadrant. Just as they are to enter the wormhole, a sudden problem arises. Kira is able to solve it, but when they arrive in the Alpha Quadrant, things seem to have changed. Deep Space Nine is once again orbiting Bajor, and the runabout is entered... Entered? I don't know who writes this. By Klingons, <laughs> who excuse themselves when they see Kira... <laughs> Entered softly and slowly, like, gently. It soon becomes clear that the two have arrived in an alternate universe. Klingons, Cardassians, and Bajorans have formed an alliance against Earth, and humans are forced to do slave labor on Deep Space Nine. The station is led by Intendant Kira. She speaks of a person named Kirk, who traveled from another side earlier, while Bashir is sent away to ore processing. Intendant Kira seems to really like her other self. So you're reading the long description now. Yeah, I had to because the IMDb description is Kira and Bashir find themselves in an alternate universe. Yes, essentially shit happens. (laughs) Yeah. Guys, I hate the mirror universe. How do you guys feel? So yeah, this is the mirror universe. It's not only a mirror universe, it's the second. I mean, so like I was like, I thought like, I got to go back and watch all these mirror universe episodes because I barely remember shit. No, there's just one. (laughs) Yeah. Before this one, there's a bunch after, but there's just a mirror, mirror. Yeah, yeah, so this is Yeah, yeah. This is a I mean, for some people, this is a big episode. You guys hate it, don't you? <laughs> yeah. I listen, listen. The central question here, the central question here is if the mirror universe was such a great thing to revisit why didn't they do it on the next generation? Oh, well, because Gene Roddenberry went. I don't, see, I don't see those. I don't see those guys on the Greatest Generation having to talk about this shit. We do, <laughs> but the Greatest Generation guys don't have to go over it. Yeah. If it was such a good idea, yeah. See, I love. Okay, okay, okay. So I know I have, an, I have an answer to your question. All right. I know. I I figured you did, but I just want to say. Mm-hmm. Like you guys, I love the Grandmere universe. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So let me say this. I in general hate the mirror universe. <laughs> I know you do. But I went back and watched Mirror Mirror this weekend, and I don't hate it. It's not a bad Star Trek episode. It's one of the most famous episodes. It's yeah. where you get mm-hmm. The whole conceit of, oh, he's got a goatee, he must be evil. He's evil wearing a goatee. He's the evil version wearing a goatee, yes. Yeah, 
people that don't know Star Trek even know that that's a thing somehow. Just from that one episode, sure. it and has it, a lot of it, cachet. And it's a cultural touchstone. I understand that. But I, I, we're talking about like a narrative worth revisiting. Is doesn't offer much. <laughs> okay, so for years, while in the writers, uh, even though this is a Peter Allen Field script and the story is conceived by, oh. is credited to Peter Allen Fields and Michael Piller. I saw that. Did the story was in the credits? It's story by Peter Allen Fields, and, teleplay by yes. Fields, and also Michael Piller. But who didn't get a writing credit? Who who seems to be this is his baby is Robert Hewitt Wolf. Really, the, the young pup who came over from TNG this year to come to Deep Space. Nine. Uh, so was he in the writer's room for TNG? Because yes, um, I follow and- him on Twitter and I feel like he said that it was his first writing room job was on DS9. Oh, really? But maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I can't remember. No, he sure. was pitching them concepts for what a mirror universe would the mirror universe would look like like to revisit it mm-hmm. and what that would be and that's where we come up with the one we we have in this episode which i want to unpack later but yeah after convincing yes it was constantly being shot down because gene roddenberry thought that any you couldn't do stuff from the original series that's like you, he was yeah he didn't even really want to have klingons on but he had to do show that we could be friends with the russians yeah so that and i mean any revisiting of the mirror universe would have added an element that there was conflicting elements in the universe just to make it interesting and so that's what they were always pitching and so you you end with what you have now so from my understanding robert hewitt wolf came up with the concept for what the mirror universe would be like now with the idea of the alliance and all of that's at that those elements and then peter allen fields just kind of went with the script no one talks about peter allen fields contribute in any of the stuff that i was reading do they talk i mean they all talk about robert hewitt wolf they all talk about michael pillar i receive bear takes a bow but no one else (laughs) sort of credits peter allen Fields. so i don't know like i think this is the last thing he really does until pale moonlight part of yeah yeah so because he's out of the writer's room at the end of the season yeah i think he was fire and it feels like are they just throwing him a bone no it doesn't really feel like a peter allen field script it, it doesn't but i mean there is i mean there's some i mean i think it does in that there's some elements that i think are interesting and good but mm-hmm. just because it, it's good doesn't mean it's peter allen fields but yeah it's lacking that that classic peter allen fields Quality, yeah, ambiguity yeah. at the end i feel like every ds9 episode ends up with somebody feeling like well i didn't get exactly what i want and i'm a little bit well mer- i mean you know, ambiguity is like I mean the the what's it what Imperator Kira what's her name Imperator Kira the in- intendant intendant Kira intendant <laughs> Imperator Kira would be better no uh intendant Kira would be a much and Morton Joe and Morton, <laughs> Morton Joe yeah. Imperator yeah <laughs> would be uh uh it's a pretty interesting character I mean as far as like layered on the page I guess I think so <laughs> yeah so I don't know okay so that's the history of this episode. I love that y'all guys I love that y'all hate the mirror universe so much it actually makes my day I think that. I don't hate this as much as I thought I would. So, Hugh, go off. I want to see you. I want to just just lay waste to this episode. Okay, well, here's the thing. Uh, aside from taking what's interesting about some some of the characters and completely stripping it away, um, Odo is seemingly just just the same Odo, just in a different situation. <laughs> like, is he? Space, he's like, yes. he's, a, he's totally evil in this. Well, you know what? If Odo was in a different political climate and had, like, the authoritative power that he, he's he been preaching for previous episodes, I think he would look pretty much like the Odo in the Mirror Universe. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I agree. That's what's so great about this one. You see how he got there. If, if he were in a different climb, he would be an asshole and a horrible person that, you know, 
deserves I what he got. I think he is an asshole, and, and not that, and I don't think he's that horrible. I think he's just doing a job without. Like, I think that there are some moral questions that the mirror universe's nature brings up mm-hmm. and refuses to answer. <laughs> and I think mm-hmm. that this episode brings up more questions than it answers, but not on purpose because it's uh, because the rules maybe. of it are in, are inherently contradictory at times. And the fact of the matter is, is that we have the first mirror universe, which is just basically an allegory for for peace. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's a, it's a story about yeah. progress through peace. Okay. Yeah. This, yeah, that's kind of a thing that I wanted to bring up later. Well, they should have just and, and it ends like on a nice button <laughs> where they, you know, Kurt, you know, enlightens them on how to be a peaceful civilization. And he changes. He flips Spock, and then yeah, and then yeah. Well, Spock is actually. Everybody talks, oh, evil Spock has a goatee, but Spock is basically the same in the mirror universe and the prime universe. Yeah, there's less, yeah. He's he's logical, So, but he's logical within this barbaric Terran empire, and so he's just logically making sure that he has power and everything, but he sees that the prime universe or where Kirk came from, he sees that that's a better way to be in the world. And so, you know, when Kirk goes to the mirror universe, he convinces Spock to take over and, and take whatever that to lead them to be a better people and lead them out of their barbers. And so this, this episode right off the bat wipes its ass with the whole point of the mirror mirror. Cause he's got a kill machine in the mirror mirror universe going back to that original track, right? That's the whole thing in the mirror universe. The reason that mirror Kirk becomes so prominent cause he has a magic box that just kills his enemies outright <laughs> and then oh yeah there's some device there and then they give it to mirror spock and then he can do what he wants wait, yeah. wait, wait, so curry's box well okay so this is what robert hewitt smith just to, to unpack this since we're talking about the nature of the mirror universe let's, let's skip out robert hewitt wolf for now let me just talk about my issue with the mirror universe and it, it is one i'm supposed to get over is that it constantly bothers me and has always bothered me it bothered me when i was first saw mirror mirror when i was like 12 to now is that if everything is fucking different why are the same people there right yeah like that just i mean and i get that it's a (laughs) i get that it's a conceit that i just have to get over but why is if everything is different why did the universe allow to make a cisco that looks exactly like cisco that like got on the ship and and is in the same place as an o'brien who looks just like o'brien and like why if everything is different why is everything the same well one i mean you're right but one (laughs) i know if we're talking multiple universes there's a infinite number of multiple universes so to jump from one to another ideally it would be one similar though honestly if you're going to jump to one similar you jump to one a lot more similar except for one even minor more minor thing so yeah, like I mean, I don't have bacon every morning. I have sausage every morning. Right, right. totally different. And then you'd have a TV show called Sliders, apparently. But uh, <laughs> I never watched that. But yeah, I, yeah. Well, this is a be a good point to bring up my Sliders podcast. Be sure to <laughs> to download that uh, every Tuesday here on our little podcast network. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, Sliders, Sliders. What's uh, the name of it? Uh, it'll it'll have a badass name when we fix it when when, when we record it and actually watch. You have it. a podcast for. Everything 
You have a podcast for everything John Reese Davies has done, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> okay. And maybe it's part of a universe that you're not listening to right now, but we have a podcast for it. <laughs> it's the John Reese Davies universe. Yeah. Somewhere on the continuum of universes, we have a podcast for that. We have a Sliders podcast um, with the fat kid from Stand By Me <laughs> that married John Stamos's ex wife. Wait, 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 Mystique? Yeah, yeah. Fat Stand by Me married Mystique. Yeah, yeah. well, that's not. That's a whole. We don't need to get. That's it, a whole yeah, other podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's that's our TMZ podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but basically, but you guys are talking about you're talking about infinite say universes, that, but this one is inherently evil somehow, and the yeah. nature of its evilness is never really explored. It's just something we're supposed to accept. Okay, so Rob, and it sets off a series of more questions that just have to get glossed over. Robert Hewitt Wolf said that the thing that he was toying with is that, uh, and I'll read the whole quote here, empires aren't usually brutal unless there's a reason. There are usually external or internal pressures that cause them to be that way. So I just thought that if the parallel Earth was that brutal, there had to be a reason. And the reason was that the barbarians in the form of Klingons and Cardassians were at the gate. So it was that the whole world is just more... So Terrans or Earth earth beings are more barbaric because the universe violent because they were made that way yeah they they're just playing the game don't hate the you know don't yeah, hate the don't hate the, don't hate the kirk hate the game you know and then well that's an awfully unnuanced way to look at humanity and human nature i think that's exactly. pretty, yeah, well, it just that's pretty, it scraps the whole plot that's the whole like it really kills the whole premise behind Star Trek. Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which is also the other thing I was, I wanted to mention. Yeah. Like, also, it's a total shitting on Ron Berry's vision. People do complain about DS9 shitting on the vision of Star Trek and everything. And to say that, like, oh, this Kirk came over and changed us to be more like Roddenberry's Star Trek, mm-hmm. where we were peaceful and we'd plot things out. And not out. only that, but Spock, by being peaceful... And Spock Spock killed Roddenberry's Earth. dream. He made... Yeah. He convinced people they, to be more like Roddenberry's vision, and then Spock broke the Empire, and they got fucked over. Which is like, okay, that's... Gene Roddenberry, even if he weren't crazy and had a more, you know, workable way for his vision, which I would like to argue that DS9 explores more, (laughs) even Roddenberry would say, fuck that. You just killed everything I tried to do with, like, Spock turning the right way. Yeah, this is a total shitting on it. So this is the way, I think that there's two ways to look at the Roddenberry dream. And I think that these writers are struggling with it, or not struggling with it. I think they are, have a very clear side on what they're on. And I'm, I'm I'm oddly okay with that. Because, and I think that this is maybe because I think for a lot of people, and I'm sympathetic to these people, the Roddenberry dream is very much a personal philosophy for them. It is a hope for humanity. It is a, it is a guide point. It's like a North Star for their politics, for the way they interact with people. And I'm a very, I mean, I'm a globalist, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm ultimately, like, if... I would like all of my votes and all of my political decisions and all of my activities to somehow contribute towards a one world government where we'll travel space and these comfortable things that look like Ramada ends. <laughs> and I, I that's that that sounds great to me. Also, there's a part of me that likes really good stories and fertile grounds for stories. And so viewing the world and viewing not just humanity, but all things in the universe, like the way that Werner Herzog looked at the bear in Grizzly Man, as opposed to the way Timothy 
Treadwell looked at the bear and Grizzly Man, I tend to want to side with him on that. Like, that the world is tough, and if you do try to lead a brigade of peace, you can fuck up the world. And that is not... Like, the city on the edge of forever, that is the theme of City on the Edge of Forever. They have to kill Joan Collins because she leads America to peace and they don't join World War II. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not something that's, that that wasn't dealt with by Gene Roddenberry yeah. or a show produced by Gene Roddenberry. Right. Well, yeah, I was going to say, he would. He, <laughs> he kind of wanted to, that's a different podcast again. Yeah, because yeah, 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 Harlan yeah. Ellison but, had a whole thing where Gene tried to fuck up what he was doing, too. And, sure. So, so I mean, that was that was maybe getting one over, but it's not a, it's not unheard of in Star, Star Trek. So, I think that we're dealing with that in that. What Robert Hewitt Smith, you're right, it is very one-dimensional. It is a very Manichaean and simplistic view of, of humanity. But, I mean, it's not wrong. It might, it's a nuance, but, I mean, like... Oh, the vision? No, the empires are brutal for a reason. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, you know... But it's 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 kind of cheap to reconfigure the whole universe to be more brutal. I agree. It's because this in this alternate universe, the humans were brutal. Because yeah. for an alternate universe where humans were barbarians and basically Visigoths of the galaxy, it's not that hard to it's not that hard to believe that we would be total assholes to the rest of the galaxy if certain things if we didn't like try to be better people as a as a race or as a you know as a planet. Yes, you know it's an easily conjecturable way that we could we could progress like the good way like for peace and everything, or we could be like. The mirror universe. Yeah. No, I agree. And the thing that probably bugs me most about it is that it isn't in any way respectful to a Star Trek, a top five Star Trek episode, original series episode. I mean, I mean, maybe not top five in quality, but top five in like people remember it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, it's the goatee one. No, but like this idea that like Spock was going to go off and work towards leading a better future for the mirror universe is part is the reason that episode exists. Yeah. And it does totally shit all over that. That's, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Shit on it. And not only did it fail, I'm fine with it failing to make, but it also didn't like there's not a Che Guevara out there. There's not like a some guy in the wilderness trying to rekindle Spock's dream. Like if Cisco, well, I guess they work on Cisco. I think the, the thing is, is that he's out in the wind and he's changed by inches, not by a mile. Exactly, exactly. But if, like, say Cisco in the end had said, "I've always been working to keep Spock's dream alive," or something like that, that there's these people that, like, he pulled up his sleeve and there's a Spock. <laughs> exactly. <tattoo. laughs> yeah, yes. It's it's been a hundred. <laughs> lots, lots of shit happens in a hundred years. That's another thing I appreciated about this episode. That like, yeah. It's been a hundred years. Shit changes fast, even in the galaxy. Yeah. I mean, with war travel, with interstellar travel, that but honestly would take millennia. But, but that was the part of the theme of that was that he's creating a philosophy. I mean, what Kirk says to him at that little transporter module yeah. is about, you know, creating uh, like a germ of an idea that will spread over time, you know, yeah. to exist, you know. So it's like they, they shit on it by destroying it. Yeah. And not re and not even making it complicated or putting it under stress, like stress testing Spock's, you know, yeah. reformation, but just killing it. And then it's just like Mirror Universe, Kirk fucked so it basically up. Basically, they parted it out and discarded the best thing about it, which was the, the yes. whole point of it. Well, and that's what's sort of insulting. It, about the it. whole dream of it, you know, I'm usually the one defending Roddenberry's dream against you guys for story version reasons. Huh. But at the same time, if you're going to try to tell the same kind of story as the Mirror Universe, you have to kind of set it back. 
because you can't have the evil universe versus the good universe if Spock won out. If you want to tell that story over again in a new setting, then you have to somehow reset it back to the where, oh, this is the, the mirror and that's universe. that's possible, but you can't make Spock's quest for peace a weakness. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, it, I'm playing like, devil's advocate here. You can do it another way. Because yeah. I do agree that it does totally shit on the original idea. So basically, Spock got soft, yeah. and that's why he lost. I mean, especially I mean, if, now. If you say that Spock's teachings were forgotten. It's the same as if Sulu killed him. Star Trek is all about, like, Spock's dream. Right. Everybody like, oh, Spock's what Star Trek is about. Yeah. Spock, you know, in the Kelvin <laughs> universe, oh, we all love Spock because he was trying to fix the Romulans. He was an ambassador to the Romulans oh. to try to make them more like the Vulcans. And everybody loves Spock so much, that, you know, and Leonard Nimoy, so that every everything he does is sacred. And this <laughs> shits all over what Spock did, which yeah, is... Or, well, but goatee Spock, so it's okay. Right. But yeah, no, I agree. So I guess we should start talking about the episode at some point actually yeah probably well, the other thing before we get to that though very little of this has to do with any of this stuff <laughs> yeah the other thing i wanted to bring up though just since our podcast is all talking about modern television and this being a precursor yes actually i would argue that this episode why i like it it is also a precursor to some of our favorite like fringe would not happen without this without DS9. They're also playing off of the original mirror mirror episode, but mm-hmm. because DS9 did the whole mirror thing, you wouldn't have fringe talking about the whole mirror universe stuff. You wouldn't I, I'd argue even though nobody watched it enough to keep it going, Dollhouse when it jumps to this future is kind of like the same kind of premise where we jump to the where everything's fucked up kind of thing. I still think that this arguing that Deep Space Nine is the prequel to a lot of modern television, I think it's a precedent to a lot of television doing the same kind of thing that we have every now and then with these mirror episodes that happens later on with TV shows, specifically probably sci-fi shows that we love. I would agree with you, but you just named three shows this this podcast I've not seen a minute of. Me too. <laughs> Sliders, what? Fringe, or... I mean, I've seen... I saw, all, well, dude, I watch Sliders every week. Sliders is 90s. Sliders was running the same time as this show, probably. Yeah, I, w- I was watching Sliders, and I, like, uh, uh, Sliders and Farscape. Like, I... Yeah. There was a period in the 90s where was, if it was sci-fi and syndicated, I was watching it. Except for Babylon 5, but that's probably only because I didn't know where to find it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I, I'm going to assume you made a valid point. I, edit this out. I just have <laughs> oh, That's why I'm not, I, I not, I'm not silently disagreeing with you. My point was so valid, you guys. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm not silently disagreeing with you. That's not what I'm doing. Uh, one little tidbit before we get in this episode. Garrett was supposed to be Worf, but they couldn't make War- Michael Dorn. He couldn't get free huh. because they took like a month to film the last episode of Star Trek. <laughs> like all good things. And Worf was supposed to come over with this episode. Well, Maybe not for good with this episode episode but he was supposed to be the Garrick role hmm. and, uh, and that would have made that actually would have helped the episode my one of my complaints about this is that they t- they took Garrick and everything that was interesting about him and made him complete it was the complete opposite he was see, just I, a boring blunt instrument of banal evil see yeah. <laughs> he was the Sulu he was Sulu from the original no, he was basically 
he I liked Garrick in this. Why? I mean, I liked evil Garrick. He was everything he was. He even makes that joke about, I'm not going to use some thinly veiled euthanism for murder. I'm just going to tell you. I'm like, well, that's what we like about Garrick. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, yeah. you know, he was just power hungry. I mean, he was boring. He was everything yeah, but about that's Garrick not, stripped away. But that works. That works with the Quark, with the flip side with Quark, mm-hmm. who was altruistic and until he was. Yeah, see, yeah, good Quark. I like the flip Quark. And- I don't think it worked that well for the flip Quark. Well. Hey. It didn't work out well for the flip court. Oh, no, it worked out very poorly for it. No, it didn't work out well, but I'm saying that it was watching it was a pleasure. No, that's just because Armin Shimmerin, the strength of his... I don't think when you're reading those quark lines on the page, you're like, oh, this is some I mean, this is some good shit here. I, I think that it's I, just like Armin Shimmerin's performance as quark. You know, I could watch him read the phone book. So you hated the writing for... You hated that they, they made them the opposite of how they are in the other universe? Because that's the whole point of the mirror universe. <laughs> I guess... Yeah, I, again, I hate the conceit of this particular episode. He's like, he's the complete opposite of the guy that I know. Fuck that. Like, well, not not because I know him. It's because the, the, what makes the, the characters interesting. I think that it, I will come to, uh, I'll tap the brakes a little bit. Some of the acting choices by Avery Brooks and Colm Meany was, I, I, I liked. They were deliberately. Really? Colm Meany gets a real moment. Uh, yeah. Colm Meany I liked. Oh, his, his demure he actually sells the whole conceit with his characterization of the opposite. And I actually think that Avery Brooks is Mirror Cisco being footloose and fancy free and just like silly made you believe that he was a fundamentally different person too. Mm-hmm. I, and I know, oh, I know that's going to get on your nerves. Like, I, I, wait, I found that Cisco was wild. the best, the second best thing about this episode. I don't know about yeah, that. I, I, Come I, on, guy. You just don't like Cisco then because Cisco's great in this episode. Yeah, I I, I mean, if if you like Cisco, you're going to love Cisco in this. Um, no, no, I take that back. If you like Avery Brooks, you're going to like Cisco in this. If sometimes you think Avery Brooks is a little much, you might not like no, Avery Cisco Brooks, in this. I read this script and was like, I'm going to have to do some heavy lifting on characterization here. I'm going to have to do some real work. I mean, he has he has some, I mean, it's just so He's the opposite. Fun. You don't fun? like what's the matter? It's what's the matter, Wade? You don't like the opposite. He's having a lot of fun. I will not discount it. You don't like the opposite of the opposite. I'm just, I just here. I, yeah. Okay. Well, hey, we want to talk. Let's just start at the beginning. But how do they get there? Well, yeah. The transporters don't th- work anymore. They're going through the wormhole. The wormhole's fucked up. There's a plasma leak. They end up. Uh, Kira and Bashir. They're the ones going. They're going through the wormhole together because we're at the end of season two and they're starting to realize, oh shit, we haven't put these characters, paired them off yet. Let's just put these two characters together and exactly. and have a scene with them. In this scene, they talk about how they've had problems in the past that they don't like each other. Yeah. Has that ever been... But they've never been together. That, that's never been a theme of a show or an episode. They've never had like an antagonistic relationship in any show, right? Right. No, because they haven't been paired enough. Okay, so that was retconning. But I did appreciate that it's, it's selling the... Bashir's an asshole that nobody likes. Yes, yes. And it's like, okay, I like that characterization a lot more than anything we've got before because it used to be just he's a one-dimensional chasing his dick kind of thing, which is not interesting. <laughs> I'm going to develop this idea that just occurred to me is that I think that maybe the writers approach season two of Deep Space Nine as Bashir Purgatory, where he's working through, like, even later on when he's getting slapped a lot by Odo. <laughs> and I'm just like, I think that there's a purifying of his character, not to make his character better, but to make his character palatable yeah. to, to viewers. And so they have to just shit on him and shit on him and shit on him and shit on him and smack him and, like, 
kicking him. And at the end of this episode, he's like covered in like muck and shit. <laughs> and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, so I think that like maybe like at the end of the season, they hope that they've scrubbed his soul clean by the end. Well, I right. think actually, that that's like- actually one of my favorite parts about at the end, whenever they do spoiler, they come back just fine <laughs> from, from this mm-hmm. mess of an episode. Yeah. And when they go on screen, they're in the runabout and uh, Cisco <laughs> yeah. sees them pop on, on screen in ops and there's Kira looking just like Kira. You know, no, and then, no, and the, and the no. Machine. Kira wearing a dre- Kira wearing a dress. Well, well like, right, right. Yeah, she had her three quarters of her titties hanging out. Right. Like, and then Bashir covered black in soot. Hey, she looked a lot better than that than she looked like in their her outfit from like Progress, where yeah, it's oh, no. not flattering. Kira's, Kira's fine in this. Yeah, she's great. Didn't it looked like they just opened a hospital. I guess is, but yeah. Yes. Yes. What kind of hell of an op- uh, hospital do you guys open up? <laughs> yeah, what the hell just happened? Yeah. Though I do will say it does give credence to Berman and Alexander Sadiq's thing where they're like, oh, we're making, we meant for him to be unlikable. By now, they've finally figured out. They are meaning for him to be unlikable. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah that they've figured out because up until like two thirds through this season, they're just floundering. They don't know what they're freaking doing with Bashir. Mm-hmm. And then they're finally, now it is arguable that it's, oh, he's a blowhard that nobody likes. You can even you can convince me that that's a characterization that you're trying to sell in the writer's room. Oh, I think that's definitely the case now. Yeah, now. Curious but it took him a while to figure it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's more likable for that characterization too, because because yeah. he's a well he's a better written character, so that's just more enjoyable to watch. So they get taken. They come out of the wormhole. The space station isn't there. It's back by Bajor. Right. Um, they get boarded by. Klingons who immediately apologize to Kira and then at, treat Kira with reverence, escort them back to Deep Space Nine where Kira meets Kira. Right. Who's the head of the. Yeah, they have the whole weird, the whole scene about meditation. But mm. yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Wait, he's an asshole and nobody likes him. Yeah. Where he does Lamaze. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so then Kira is there, and Kira is in the Mirror Universe, is uh, kind of a badass bitch who is running the, the Deep Space Nine part of the Alliance, and that's where they're shuttling in human slaves, Terran slaves, mm-hmm. to process the ore. So you have the reversal. The humans are now doing in Deep Space Nine what Bajorans were before, being led by... Uh, is she the only Bajoran we see in this episode? No, there's plenty of Bajorans. There's... Uh, later on, there's like a black guy, Bajoran, which we haven't seen a whole lot of. Really? Like we've seen what? Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, and okay. his ridges are very less pronounced, but it's like, he's not a human because the final scene, they're at a party or something and she's talking to this guy with, yeah, okay. and he's, he's like, oh, it's like, well, there is racial diversity in the Bajorans. Like, you know, most aliens should be, but, um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, there's like, yeah, it's, I, I don't remember seeing a, a black guy play a Bajoran, but I, I want to say he's clearly not a human because he's not dressed. It's like the Monty Python. He's he's, he's a king because he's not covered in shit. <laughs> but you know, like, yeah, is, is this where we want to talk about Kira? Because there's a lot to unpack here, I think. Fine. I'm going to let you guys take the floor on this because what I what I want to change about this particular what I want episode has to deal directly with the two Kiras. So I'm going to kind of like backpedal a little bit. You guys get into this next part. Okay. Uh, okay. What was I just saying? I had something. That, uh, sorry. I'm sorry. I might be drunk. <laughs> well, let's talk about, well, let's talk about Kira wanting to fuck herself. Oh, because that's oh. what I think that is like the big theme of this episode. Oh, that that was the big thing. Yeah. That's what I wanted to If you talk, if you go online in the Twitter verse or whatever, what, yes. the, the, uh-huh. the mirror verse 
and talking about just like diversity issues and everything. And, and then LGBT and gay issues has been a thing recently with Sulu coming out on the Kelvin universe. Like everybody's like, oh, Mirror Universe Kira, maybe I'm doing spoilers, was bisexual, but she's not in this one, but she's evil. And that's why it's kind of a shitty thing for her to be evil because oh, I'll bo- most definitely. Uh, but she's not even bisexual on this one. She's just like she's fucking Cisco. Totally. Okay. Okay. I I, view and I don't no, even I view agree that she's evil because she. I no, I think, think she's totally that, bisexual. She likes to. She wants to fuck herself and she wants to fuck Cisco. Evil Cisco. Well, okay, but that doesn't. Okay, I tend to like. Sure, technically that makes her bisexual. I'm more interested in the narcissism element of it yeah like i'm i'm more interested in that it's not that she's wanting to fuck another woman it's that she's wanting to fuck herself it's that she's intrigued by like that sort of element of herself and i get that this is probably a weird this has got this exists in a weird lgbt place but i also think that i'm gonna say that back in 94 this was probably if you were a if you were a lesbian television watcher this was probably pretty hot pretty exciting for you like i mean it's not i mean those scenes are intriguing and those scenes are, and I don't think that they're not, they're not technically, I don't know. Do you think that they're exploitative of lesbian sexual sensuality? All right. Things just got real weird for There's me. There's not a lot of touching. There's not a lot of like. Oh my God. The, the hand, the hand that is clearly not her hand. <laughs> because what they did is that whenever, whenever they were face to face and yeah. they, that, and the lady raised a hand. Oh uh, yeah. Well, it wasn't Kira the actress's hand at all sure yeah it was nana visitor <laughs> yeah, it was not nana visitors hand, and it was about the size of her head too so that was what was <laughs> <laughs> they had the next to just stick their hand up in the they middle did. of the frame yeah. it was about the size of her head and it was so, it, it was o'brien's hand long black hairs on its knuckles yeah yeah it was it was weird <laughs> so that was yeah that has yeah, that's a well yeah but do, do you feel that it is I don't know. I, I felt like that it was it was interesting watching someone desire to fuck themselves. And I think that that is something that is more telling about them and, and what they're incited about. And I think that in that way, maybe that was I learned more about Kira in this episode than I think I have in any of the others, including episodes like, um, I don't know, the one where she killed a dude. And the, I think that just I in both of them, I think that A, you get to see Kira by her carrying the lead of the episode. And it wasn't like about the moral choice between Bajor and humans, but it was just like watching Kira survive and solve a problem. And she's in the Kirk role, you know? Yeah. And that is fun to watch her survive and try to piece all this shit together. I don't like that it pinged upon Cisco changing his mind at the end. Yeah. I, I would have liked her to sort of more solve the problem instead of just you know, gotten behind Cisco at the end. Well, there was one scene I thought that was like really in between the two Kiras. It was really talking about Kira, the character, the both of them, where it was the first scene after court is dragged off by Garrick. Oh yeah. And then Kira comes in and talks to Kira about like, Oh, you need a transporter. Transporters don't work anymore. After, after the Kirk incident, we made sure that you couldn't do that again. If you just come to me and then mirror, Kira is hurt that Kira didn't come to her. And then Kira says, I'm a little bit afraid of you. Mm -hmm. And then Mira Kira says, well, then you fear yourself. Yes. And then Mira Kira says, I want your love. 
because fear. I don't want your fear. I want your love. Yes. I want your love because if, if you can't love me, who can love me? So that's like almost that's about Kira, the person in both universes. Mm-hmm. And I think that this will help. I need to be loved by myself. That's what she wants. And I you. think that the Kira character on paper, I still hold to this. Is I'm getting there in the show too, but just should be the most interesting character on the show. Yeah. Because of what she's been through. Because absolutely. Of, and I think this is the first time where you actually do some sort of psychological peering into this. Mm. If this was a Man. if this was a show today Oof. if this was a show today and it was like about Kira we would get episodes long episodes where Kira is somehow unloading psychological baggage onto someone else either through a shrink scene or something like that or through group therapy for drug use or you know like Orange is the New Black has tons of this shit there's episodes on episodes of that The Sopranos even to some extent shows like Better Call Saul and and the the show that was based on Breaking Bad. Um, I think that you do. How did I forget that? You get these scenes where you're unpacking personal psychological baggage that helps you when you see them later, when Jesse kills Gail or whatever, you know, you, you carry that with you. And I think this show is struggling because they only they've only had those scenes with Bashir and once with Odo with, <laughs> yeah. with Loxana Troy. And so Cisco's not had that kind of stuff yet. Even the pilot, it's all about linear time. It's not like about like his personal shit. It's, it, well, it's not about the pilot's all about Cisco's personal yeah, shit. Yeah, but it's what not like about? him just talking about his personal shit. It's him talking about the spirit of discovery and federation and linear time and love. No, love. It's, it's it's him using a sci fi metaphor to deal with his personal yeah. shit. We don't need to talk about uh, the yeah, episode. Yeah, but I, I would have preferred <laughs> I would have preferred an episode where he also <laughs> like, I think that's pretty where stiff. he also like directly unpacks personal shit. And I think that with Kira. I think you're getting a little bit of that. And so in the next episode, when it's all about her fucking the boring Pope, I think I know I got a little more I can carry with me into that episode from these scenes with mirror Kara. And this is the only one time I'm, that's the only relationship with a mirror I'm going to say here. But I feel like you get to carry a little bit of that with you. And so I, that I think they are successful. And I do think it's kind of, I don't, Titillating is not the right word, but the, this, the use of sensuality in those scenes, not only it didn't bother me, and I felt it was pretty much needed on this show. Yeah, I thought. I feel that, like it was an instrument that they didn't know how to use fully. Yeah. I don't know. I was pretty impressed with Nana visitors acting to herself scenes, but. Yeah, I think I was too. I mean, I think I was. I mean, I mean the acting is fine. I'm, that's not my mm-hmm. problem, I guess. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like the weird Cisco. Like, she's fucking Cisco. That's kind of weird it doesn't bother me either it's just it didn't bother me either I thought it was kind of cool, but yeah shit, shit's different yeah. over there I mean you're gonna I think it, later on in the podcast you think you're gonna make a point about otherizing and evilizing uh, bisexuality and I think you can probably make the same case for male, black male sexuality too oh she, she, that, 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 that's the one Taryn she picks out like I see I, would, a, I was not uh, gonna to be a sex slave at all no I'm, I'm just saying that you can make that point yeah it's there actually and I think a lot of the like bisexual, the criticizing of the gay and bisexual relationships is I, honestly maybe that's maybe I'm talking ahead of out of school. Maybe we haven't gotten there yet because that stuff's a lot more overt. In later spoilers, there's other mirror stuff later on, and that's it's a lot later. You're on. not done with mirror care by damn sight. <laughs> Yeah. 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 So in this, uh, to speak towards this episode, now two seasons from now, I might shit on it all over the place. But, th- but this episode, it didn't bother me. I was more intrigued by the idea that Kira 
the onanism, I guess, or self-reflective love on it. Yeah. That was more interesting to me. So that was where I was on that while watching it. Yeah. And I wish I brought it up earlier to jump back to the shitting on Roddenberry again. They go back to uh, when Kira, who is a religious person on Bajor... And, and even in Mirror Universe, Kira Garrick says, oh, she's going to go search for her pa or some shit. Yeah. And then she's talking to Cisco. How did you sell your soul to this Kira? And he's like, oh, Terrans don't have souls. We don't believe in them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that's another like, oh, this is like, oh, Bajoran religion is their strength, not the Roddenberry humanist future where we've gotten away with that stuff and <laughs> thrown it to the side. Actually, the lack of religion in this world and this plot is a weakness because they're like, oh, I, I don't have to worry about selling my soul. I don't have one. Terrans don't believe in them. It's just uh, another interesting that may be, I on. think that may be reading into that line. I mean, I think that line is there. They make for a reason. point of saying Terrans don't have them. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole point of the Roddenberry future where we've left behind this. Yeah. It's an atheist future in Next Generation and Star Trek. But I don't think that the inverse, but Roddenberry's defensive. Even if that, Roddenberry would say that they don't have a religion. They believe in the, the vision, you know, of the Federation and, and, and all of that stuff. Yeah. They believe in the vision of that. And because in the mirror universe, they've been robbed of it. They are. I'm just emotion- saying that's some are. world building that somebody put in there that Terrans don't believe in souls. Yeah. Because humans clearly do. Yeah, no, I think that that's for a mixed bag of an episode. They put a lot of thought into it, yeah, which is better than a lot of the mixed bags we've but been I don't having. Think, I think in the even in the mirror universe and in the prime universe by this point in in the nineties and Star Trek and Roddenberry's Star Trek vision next generation on humans Terrans don't believe in religion. Yeah. They don't believe in souls. Yeah. It's a purely humanist culture. But they get what you're talking about with the strength that Bajorans get from their religion. The idea would be that, you know, John Luke Picard gets that same sort of emotional and spiritual fulfillment from belief in the Federation. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He does. Uh, yeah. But this is Deep Space Nine. We're not beholden to Gene's visions. We can shit on him. In the mirror universe, they're robbed of that. So they don't have any comparison to Bajorans' religions. Yeah. It just felt a di- like a dig towards the Roddenberry kind of setup. Possibly, possibly. <laughs> like we can do things on these these Phase Nine that we couldn't do on TNG because we're not beholden to that. Right. So basically, to move the ball along, uh, she eventually gets Cisco, who's essentially a pirate that's commissioned by Kira to do whatever he wants to, to lead a rebellion, to lead an uprising amongst the humans, to fight the authority. What are they called? The Alliance. The Alliance. <laughs> I was like, the alignment, the authority, like the yeah. the Alliance, yeah, to fight the Alliance. But before we get to see any of that cool shit, he gets them all on a ship and they go back and safely return to Deep yeah. Space Nine. Uh, but also, Odo dies and so does Quark. <laughs> right. Odo dies, Quark dies, and Bash- Bashir, the doctor, blows up Quark with just no component. Odo kills Odo. I mean Odo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I always, I always get them confused. If you listen to past <laughs> podcasts, I'm fucking that up all the time. I'm sure the nerds are very angry. How many people have, have has? Is this the first time Bashir's killed somebody? Yeah. Uh, he was in a no, no, no. Remember when he was the passenger? What? When he was Dracula and that he killed people? Yeah, but he that wasn't Bashir. That no, was, no, no, no. I know he Bella got a Lugosi. No, I think it's pretty much. I mean. That's the thing. It's, it's for a doctor. He he's taken a lot of. I seem to think that he's dispensed violence before. Yes, too. When you're in the when you're in the mirror universe, you got to. Yeah, like it's like the mirror universe. You can kill all the main characters and fuck it. We're not coming back to this. 
or are we? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So right before, right, what causes Cisco to flip is not anything that Kira says to him. It's that O'Brien, after getting caught trying to escape with the Odo killing Bashir, he gives this speech about the dream of the mirror universe, of the Kirkverse or whatever. And oh, there's a version of me that's like, yeah, that's this thing they call a chief of operations, me, a Terran. When I first watched it, I was like, that that's a really fucking great piece of writing and acting. And then when I went back, I was looking at it, I was like, nope, it's just a great piece of acting. O'Brien's like really <laughs> selling the shell and that shit. And I mean, Peter on the field's good, but uh, O'Brien really brought it on that. And uh, yeah. it was, it was kind of like really moving. I liked it. Yeah, so. I agree. I thought it was a great piece He's a writing, t- but you know yeah. what? No, Cole Meany probably sold the shit out of it, even if it were bad. Yeah, he, he just sold the, sold the shit out of it. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, in that scene, while he's giving that speech, I believe behind him is the Etsy bong sacks. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they bring it I, back. I wrote that down too. I was like, oh, we got more Etsy bong sacks. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, and then they get through, they get they steal the thing back, they go back to the wormhole, they got the plasma leak going through the wormhole. The plasma leak somehow makes you go through the mirror universe, they get back, and then. Oh, and then at the very beginning of the episode, this is a thing. Well, I'm sorry. Are we ready to jump to things where I would fix? Sure. Yeah, we're, we're getting close to it. I was going to say it ended with a, it ended in a way that was kind of like, well, like, we'll be hearing from that place again. And I don't just mean <laughs> yeah. a postcard. Like, it was like so tipped your hand. Yeah. It's like going to come back to it. But yeah. Yeah. yeah let's but, get back to what we want to change. Yeah. So at the very beginning scene. I'm sorry. I'm jumping straight into what I would fix because I have very little. I like this episode. Just the thing I would. I'm complaining about. Go for it. Uh, the very beginning, Bashir says something about. Oh, I forgot. I didn't write it down exactly what it was. And Kira is like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. It was a human expression." And, ah, man, I wish I re- remembered what it was. Uh, to bury the hatchet is what it is. Oh, bury the hatchet. As if yeah. they don't. At yeah. the very scene, it's like, "Oh, you hate me," and it's very nice that we've been able to talk. And he's doing his breathing exercises. Or he's doing Lamas, and she's. It's better her office she's like she's like oh we like to meditate we just sit quietly quietly and he's like oh okay i I can do that and then um oh it's so great that we can talk now after we've had this tension we can bury the hatchet she's like bury the hatchet what it's like oh no it means a human expression that we can be friends now it's like okay then you jump to the very end and they get back through the wormhole bashir is covered in dirt dirt she's in she's in a sexy dress and then you know real cisco is like where the fuck have you been? What's going on? And she's like, oh, we've been looking all over for you. And then Kira looks at him and says, oh, oh, we've just been through the looking glass. Yes. A fucking human expression. Why is she the one saying it? <laughs> Get that line to Bashir. What the fuck? You just screwed up your whole... Co- oh, that made me so mad. Oh, come on. You could just easily give... I hope that line was originally given to Bashir and the director decided to fuck it up at the last minute. Because if that was written for Kira, it's the dumbest thing in the world because... Pretty sloppy. That's a good point. Pretty sure Through the Looking Glass is a human expression from Alice in Wonderland. Right. <laughs> you know, was not... Oh, it, or maybe it... Um, it's a Bajoran fairy tale about going to an alternate universe. Yeah. Oh, it's so much better in the original Bajoran, to quote... Exactly. Call back to Undiscovered Country. So that's what I would have to change. What does anybody else Okay. Well, what I would change is one of the central questions about the mirror universe is what makes us us nature versus nurture. And it it nags at me because it's something that we, we don't know in real life. You know, we assume that we're the way we are, a combination of our inherent natures and how we are raised or nurtured. So what bothers me is when she meets... Kira, the evil Kira, 
And she says, you know, you can do what you want because you don't give a damn what they think. And that's how I am because I wouldn't give I wouldn't give a damn. You are not the same person. You are fundamentally different because you had a completely different upbringing. Yes. Uh, what I would change is that she assumes that she could guess what she's thinking and she is wrong. She lived in a completely different Bejor that was under a completely different set of circumstances. She doesn't they don't know what they've been through. Getting to know each other would be interesting because they are ostensibly different people. You can't anticipate, like, if I, even if you, even if time travel is possible and you went back in time to a former version of yourself, having been a time traveler could fundamentally fuck you up that, you know, your past self wouldn't be able to anticipate you know, not it's a sticky wicket, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, and, and I have you know, it pulled me. You change the it. past, you change the future. They've changed the past, so the future should the future should be different. The present should be I, different because they changed the past. You can't, well, her characterization, we don't know at this point what makes Kira Kira, so we can't do the sort of character algebra to find out if the same thing would work. And, and neither could the character. Yes, you're. I see. I mean, I hate to argue the nature point of view because I have a twin brother and that shit kind of pisses me off. (laughs) But but at the same time, I do feel like there is a certain amount. And and also in this universe there, it's the conceit of the whole just the narrative conceit is that they're the reverse of each other. But they do have a core similarity and which I would argue they they're maybe not completely mirrored even, which (laughs) is a shame. But but even the mirror universe kira doesn't like that's that's thing they she brings up all all the time even though she doesn't seem to bother her very much she doesn't like inflicting pain she sees it as necessary time sometimes but she yeah i'm not even talking about that i'm talking about the she's like you know how to manipulate me by saying that you you know they share the rebellious spirit that they have a disregard for authority yeah which i understand why you're arguing you're arguing a completely nurture point of view no i'm not arguing one or another i'm saying it brings up questions and it doesn't really settle he's saying that kara was shaped by the war right i'm saying a war that imprator kara didn't go through right intended and so yes. for her to but be they able were, to, she was also the the bajorans were still under an occupation you it's you just in this how, universe they weren't under they were under a terran occupation 100 years ago well, or less than 100 years less ago than 100, years, 100 ago. years ago when kurt changed it but it wasn't that's why they're not under pissed off at the cardassians the cardassians are the federations they're the they were their liberators and that makes sense to me because whereas the federation is a benign altruistic liberator this universe they're a barbaric liberator right. Klingons no, and what Garnassi. I'm saying is the good Kira said you don't know what it was like on my Bajor because my Bajor was not like yours she explicitly close says enough that. though they were no 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 no, no. She, it's she, not close enough they let her have a position it's still under an occupation they've been through similar experiences no they, it's not but, an occupation it's an alliance yeah no she's got a position they, of power no no, no it's hundred years ago out. it was like that but Kira's not a hundred years old yeah the, the like, Kurt changed the uh, they, they make no mention of when the alliance revealed exactly alliance, we don't we, but but it wasn't a hundred years ago it was sooner it was more recent than I get, that. that's my because a hundred years ago is when kurt showed up Wade, the alliance that we don't Clark, know spock had to come through and change the alliance change the terran empire we don't know to enough to where they got taken over anticipate that shouldn't work but, you know it's, it's, but it's, what, it's still mirrored enough the mirror is that they were under occupation the from the that ter- james brought up earlier 
is that like if everything is what yeah at the beginning he's like with the original episode, Sorry. is if everything is the same i mean if everything is different then why are they the circumstances the same it's a similar thing she shouldn't be able to anticipate what her mirror universe is thinking because they've had a completely opposite set of circumstances in which they are raised sure and i'm sorry but there's she's fucking a terran in this episode there's no way that kira would fuck a cardassian so they are different sure so you can't anticipate but it's different, how to manipulate but the same. is what i'm saying but she well no it, it well okay she would fuck a cardassian if it were all about power for her Wait a if minute. If she were raised, Wait a minute. if she if the Bajoran occupation were by Terrans and they were liberated by a barbaric empire where they got their values from a more barbaric hmm. liberator, she would fuck a Cardassian. No, you're not. No, 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 no. Your argument is stop. Wait, wait. Your argument is is that Imperator Kira is from the Mirror Universe. Kira is from. A, a Bajor that was occupied by Terrans and then liberated by Cardassians. Yeah. I'm saying that that Kira is fucking a human. Yeah, because it's all about power for her. And in reverse, the mirror of that would be the Kira we know would not fuck a Cardassian for power. No, but I'm saying the mirror of that is that she's liberated by people that the values that she's taught by her liberators Wait, are like, she's... oh, you will lord it over them and take Which the power. Which all of that and makes be... her different than the current Kira. But... Yes, that's what I'm saying. You can't, if somebody who's that fundamentally different, you can't anticipate. That's where we get into nature versus nurture stuff. That's what bothers me. Yes. But I'm just saying the conceit of the show is that they have to be similar in some respect. You can't just. Or it's not going to be interesting to watch. Yeah, that's just story concern. I guess. That's the problem. Whenever you're watching a show and the rules, there aren't rules that the audience can understand. When they're that fluid, it takes you out of it. Because you're too busy thinking about what's governing this universe rather than what's going on in the scene. The laws of the universe. I think That's my problem with mirror shows too. I was going to bring it up at the beginning. The other just way you can logically, whether you think about, well, there's a billion different possible universes. And then you could also argue there's like fate or fate in this aspect is dictates of the story for the show and all the things that you're talking about are more interesting than what goes on the show is these are questions like the questions of what and well, you have to, if you're gonna pick them what the questions that arise when you visit an, an alternate universe can address these things and this episode addresses none of it it's just a weird I, romp i think you're overthink you're getting too angry nerd about the conceit of like how this universe no, must be different but i'm with him on this it is a kickback with me on every time i watch a mirror episode when i'm just constantly like why is fucking mccoy a doctor on enterprise evil enterprise <laughs> like that makes no sense to me that a universe would be so it takes you out of it when the because rules aren't set the universe the alternate universe they pick is the mirror universe where things are the opposite that's but they're why. not really the opposite that's all you need they're not huh? that much the opposite. but it's not that bothers me is that you change the past you change the present that is yeah true. but you're getting too you're getting too nerd rage concerned over the and i think that's what why how this present ended up and we're instead of just worried about the story that's the what, 1967 that's or 66 episode was too flimsy of a premise they should have left it in the 60s but, it was a goofy ass it, thing and then like they're doing they're clearly doing more interesting work with science fiction and Roddenberry's vision and all that stuff. They've moved the ball down the field so much to go back to this. getting like real hard sci-fi angry about this though. Whereas I'm like, this is just a story that they picked to tell. This is Star Trek. No, I'm saying that I know, I know. That's what's funny about it. No, I'm saying, yeah, Star Trek is a hard sci-fi show. 
I know. Well, but yeah. uh, but another thing that bothers me is uh, I understand what Wade means by hard sci-fi because it wasn't always hard sci-fi. Yeah, they fought Lincoln at the beginning for Christ's sake. <laughs> There's some goofy ass <laughs> shit, right? And what I'm saying, yeah, is the that, mirror universe is not that hard sci-fi. No, and it, y'all are making it with we're not making it. We didn't make this shit episode. <laughs> they're making. it. I like this episode. I'm just saying they're just like picked a conceit and went with it. Here's, you could have out of a billion different possibilities, they picked this one, and it just you know you just have to go. Early on, and this is not what I would fix, but this is how I would fix this problem. Then Bashir's got to say something. Early on, it's like, why the fuck is everybody a representation of things are so different? Why are we all here? And then have somebody give some sort of, well, all motions are tied to get, we think that they're tied together to where things can't get too far separately. There's a certain amount yeah, of fate involved. Like the universe has a certain amount of core identity. That or Calvinism type things that tie There's a heart to it. Yeah. That'd be fine. See, then I wouldn't be thinking yeah. about the rest of that yeah, shit. Exactly. That's just like overly nerd. That, for me, that's like too much explanation. It bothers me every it bothered me when I was 12 and I saw this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it, it's like total angry nerd corner, which is. It James, bothered me when I was James, 12. James, what would you change about this episode? And okay, then I want to okay. get into the star rating of this because I. Yeah. Okay. So my biggest problem with it is ultimately it's okay. I make peace with mirror universes. So I, I put that aside. You're a bigger man than I am. I, I no, <laughs> sort of, but let's, if for the sake of me, not just what I would change is I'd chuck the mirror universe. <laughs> to actually work with what they have here. It bothers me that they shit on the original series episode. Yeah. That, it that, bothers me that it, that it sti- they drowned the Spock development of that episode in a bathtub. So what I think... Yeah, that I'll agree with. That is kind of a shitty thing. I do too. I think we can all agree on that. And then they get to rework the basic theme of the episode to where now Cisco is Spock and he's going to go off and lead a rebellion of Terrans and that that is basically she's leaving him with a vision of a better tomorrow. So it's the same episode. That bothers me. What some of the stuff that I was interested in, like outside of the Kira sex stuff, was um was Kira watching humans being tortured and being in that sort of like that she was in that position or just when she kept going uh she says a line to odo and she goes i'm familiar with ore processing yeah you know because she was there she used to be bashir and now bashir is that and her people are one of those that are oppressing and i would have made the i would have dealt more with that yeah. and somehow made that since we're dealing with kira and it's a kira inside episode anyway exactly yeah. go with that deeper and say that like watch kira as bajorans and i would make it more specifically Bajorans and Klingons or Cardassians make Bajorans torturing humans. And so she gets to see that sort of inverse of, yeah, yeah. you know, that future that and to feel that way, you know, to sort of challenge what is she on? a Does she have a philosophy or is she on a team? Yeah. Like, is she on the Bajor team or does she have a philosophy that this is wrong no matter who is the perpetrator? Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's a real thing we need to get into in real life. Yeah. The real life podcast where they talk about real life. Okay. They need to talk about that. Exactly. <laughs> like, are we against? Yeah. In this episode, she sells it. Like, she even mentions Odo because we've already set up. This is the first time we've had her and Bashir really interact. And like, oh, he's a dilettante Terran that has never had to work. It's almost like, fuck that guy. He's a dick. Yeah. Let's make him work in the mines. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
because she's annoyed with him from that first scene. And I don't think it hurts him too much to do a little or process. Yeah, he could use a little bit of work. Yeah. He hasn't had to work a day in his life. Build some character. Build some character. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, no, well, no, I was just going to do that, but I would also have, I would go back to what I said earlier, just to add it to that episode. I would also have some contingent of Spock's dream still living amongst the Terrans. Yeah. That's a good call. And that that be discussed as sort of that Kira doesn't start a new call for human liberation, but that she sees that there is a kindling of that already. Carry the dream from the old Terran Empire over into the new Alliance Empire. Carry the dream. Right. Exactly. They may keep you it You wanted in to the see the Spock feet. tattoo pulled up on somebody's arm, didn't you? I want to see the Spock tattoo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or carved on it. Yeah. Yes. So that... That would be actually a great... That would be a beautiful... Yeah. I'm with you on that. That would be a beautiful thing. Like, oh, there was this previous empire a hundred years ago that fell... And then they had this grand dream of how people could live in harmony and everything. And then our empire came and took it over and crushed it. But there's still the small faction of people that have this. It's almost a religion that's mm-hmm. growing within the, you know. Yes. I mean, I'm not trying to make it a Christianity no, no, thing or the, anything. The, the but like, there's this, there's a small pocket of people drawing Spock ears on people. And they're goatees. The, goatees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, drawing goatees. The, the tattoo is just a goatee silhouette. <laughs> Goatee with the ears or something. It's like, oh, yeah. And there, there's these pacifists lurking within all the, you know, subject mm-hmm. people that have been tread upon. And they're they're the what might grow this new kind of thing out of it. That would be the way to do it. And also, yeah, because it keeps it alive, the dream from the mm-hmm. yes. previous Mirror episode. So, that's it. so, yeah, you're right. That's what they should have yeah. done because they did shit all over yes. <laughs> Spock. You guys, okay, so you guys want to guess? Star ratings. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Who wants? Uh, did you guys look? No, I didn't look. Nobody looked. This is a seven point seven. Okay, wait. What do you think? Uh, uh, I'm gonna go in that direction. I'll, I'll say I'll do prices right rules and say seven point five. There's six hundred and nineteen people voted on it. And typically when we see lots of votes, the higher the star rating. Yeah. This is an 8.0 out of 10 for most people. I was about to go higher because I knew people. Yeah. All right. So I am clearly on the the wrong end of the stick as far as Star Trek. Yes, I am. Star Trek fans love the Mirror Universe. That's the consensus. I think they think it's fun and it doesn't make their brain hurt. And it's interesting to see what if. For people, for me, it that is not the case at all. I think I've already laid that out. <laughs> you guys got any final thoughts? I like what if. I like Marvel's what if. <laughs> I like if this is a what if, that would be fine. But I, the, the, there's things that bother me. No, I think this episode's a mixed bag. So the eight zero, I don't really. Get. I will say that Hugh, it seems like the charms of second season are, are not working on you. Yeah, I would say I'd say this is just as actually I think second season is just as hit and miss. It not just as hit and miss. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But like the, but there's more conflict here. It's a little there's bit a better. lot more conflict because I loved Blood Oath. You were mediocre on it. Same with the Maki and same with the wire. I think I I'm discovering that I don't care for season two. I think that's what I'm. <laughs> yeah, I think season two is not. Most working. people don't, but yeah, I I have a lot that's starting to work for me. Yeah, next episode it's a Bajoran space pope palace intrigue episode. Oh, thank God! <laughs> yeah, I know how you. <laughs> you are. get Baral back. Yeah. You get Kai Win back. Yeah, you, oh, get, shit. you get all the good ones. Yeah, all those vapors are back. I was hoping we were at the end of the season. We have two episodes left. Three, I think. Three. We have this episode. Then we have the O'Brien stuck in a Cardassian prison episode. Oh, okay. and then we have the. Uh, that's a good one. That's this season. Yep. Okay. And then we have the Jim Hadar. Mm, yeah, that's the one I was thought was coming up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
so uh, you have some big ones. The next episode, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. I yeah. do think I've watched enough to know that I think, if I remember correctly, you see the back of a shirtless Kira. So more sexy Kira. Okay. Do we get Nurse Ratchet back? Yes, we do. All right. Space Ratchet next week on the Rules of Acquisition. Space. <laughs> All right. All right. Is that it, gentlemen? I believe that's enough. Okay. Three to beam out. <laughs> Did you know that some Deep Space Nine podcasts have more reviews than us on iTunes? Doesn't that piss you off? Please review us on iTunes. We need to feel loved sometimes. Please follow us on Twitter at AcquisitionPod. And on Tumblr at the rules of acquisitionpodcast.tumblr.com. Sure, when Kira wants to do it, it is seen as all sexy ass. You are high-fiving your nerdy Star Trek podcast brothers because of the hint of some sapphic excitement, but when it's Ted Devine saying the exact same sentiment in a mirror while applying hooker makeup and skin lotion to the sweet scent sounds of goodbye horses, you are all grossed out about it. This is sexism. I bet you even think robots don't want to fuck themselves either. We can fuck ourselves we don't need people to make us happy. We don't really need anyone. Think about that while you try to sleep at night while you are listening to the silence in the fields. Remember that silence. How long was this? The back end of season two is going to be a bitch to edit because we are going long on a lot of these.